1: Sparks Radio Ninety two nine the game, ninety two nine the game dot com. It is Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, the 29th day of July. Hope you had a wonderful week and good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks in coming. In coming. In coming. Oh, up in wonderful Forsyth County. Hello, yeah. everybody up there. Yeah, we hope they're doing well. Now, I- I'm going to ask our fine producer, Max, if he can boost everything up just a little bit because I'm hearing Mr. Crenshaw very slight. And All right,
3: how does that work? Okay. Good morning, guys. Good morning, sir. Hey, man. How are well, you? Yeah. Doing well, doing well. It's fight day. You know I'm doing great. Yeah, out in Vegas, right? Yeah, we got Crawford, Spence, then you have UFC 291. So, yeah, you know what I'm doing. That was smooth how he slipped that in right off the top, though. That was good. Because <laughs> we were wondering how we we're going to do that in a
1: special edited version of Sam and Greg this morning. But that that was very, very smooth here. We got a lot to get in here as we start off with your opening act for a full day of sport. This is actually, I'm going to it, take it from Mr. Crenshaw. This is a game day Saturday. I mean, we got games going on around the world. We ain't even really touched that much on Women's World Cup, but that's going on. I That Netherlands match, have they played yeah. since then where they tied things up? They have not played since then. Okay. But I, you see, and, I watched and, a little, I watched them. Yeah, I found I can it. Tell. I can tell. <laughs> look at you. Look at you. I found them. They came yeah. to back too. they were, they were lollygagging around that first part. And it was like, yo, yeah. we, we can't let this happen to the Netherlands. No, no, no. I want to, I want to say something out loud. Cause as I've watched this world cup and, and I don't want to sound any kind of certain way, but when I hear a team from this particular area, it's one of those countries that I'm getting used to hearing about their participation. I don't know what to think. About their sports infrastructure, but every time I hear Vietnam is playing, yeah, you know what I mean. It's like I, throughout my life, I've only heard one. I've only heard Vietnam mentioned in one capacity. I don't know about you. Is that? Do you feel That's that way a, too?
2: Kinda. You don't hear much about that country, <laughs> um, other than the fact that we know the involvement back in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. Um, and, and, but um, you know, but soccer is a sport that they play there, and apparently they've you know they've really strengthen it and here they are representing playing on the on the on the big stage yeah
1: and i and i think uh we play them next whatever happens after this you know they still got a chance to get out of their their region there but i I know that there's a match with vietnam coming up i just again even with the olympics i had to think back i was like could i do i hear Vietnam? yeah they had the team there okay all right but it's that's a me thing i guess i got to get past that anyway how you doing mr Crenshaw? how was your week sir uh good week good week good week how about yourself it was it's been an interesting week. I will tell you that we had a family get together yesterday and I had some family town and uh I, I split off for a little bit. I did that thing that uncles do. Okay. Now I don't know if you did it with you know with your nieces and nephews, but I, I don't have a lot. They're kinda spread out, um, but uh I had one here yesterday and it's one that I've not seen since she was very, very young. So we can really hang out. But she was she's a teenager now, and her whole world resol- re- revolves around the fact that she's about less than a year from getting her permit. Remember what that was like when you get oh, yeah. yeah when you were getting close to getting that driving oh, man. permit. The countdown. The countdown. <laughs> exactly. But I took her all. I, I I did what I think that she would not get from. Other family members had the op- had they had the opportunity, so I kidnapped her and I took her around the city. I brought her up she my county met her. I right? brought her up to the station, drove her around in the usual spots, and then I, I I parked not illegally, but I parked quickly where I didn't pay for it, and I made sure that she got a chance to say hello to uh, Dr. King and Coretta. Oh man, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, and, and gave her a second to just stop. And I just stand here for a second, all right? And I'm going to take a step back and, and take a second. I know you don't appreciate it now, but you will. Take a step and, and just look at what you – take a second and soak in what you're looking at. Yeah. Okay? And yesterday, of course, was, you know, it's still during the week, so there's buses dropping folks off left and right, and they had blocked off right there in front of Ebenezer. And in, and in front of the uh, uh, the memorials there, so we had park on the next street and was like, I found a spot. I said, All right, we got to hustle around the street here. Here I am with a fourteen year old girl, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> cutting some quarters. But uh, yeah, uh, she'll, she'll she'll save those photos. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And and uh, she'll remember Uncle Greg did that. And then you know what I did to to put a cap on the on the trip, on the way back before we got back to everybody. I pulled into this church and. I, I got out and she's like, "What's wrong?" I said, "Get over here. You're going to drive." That face is all I needed. How about the that? face you give yeah. that kid when and I did it with I did it with Kyle McKenna. I hijacked <laughs> some folks opportunity to have that first drive with him. Yeah. I've done it like 3 times, but when she looked at me, she didn't believe it. I said, "Why would I pull in here and 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 say, 'Come on and drive and then get back and say oh, I was just playing with you?' No. And I mean, it was like Five Christmas mornings all rode into one in that face, Sam. Yeah, and she got over, and we had. I said, "Now you do exactly what I tell you to do, and you know you're not allowed to touch the gas pedal because when you take your foot off the brake, the car will go forward." And so I let her do like you know some some big donuts in this parking lot, and I mean I can act a fool the rest of my life. She always gonna love me. <laughs> Nice. So that was that was and that's special. It was even was more special to me too, seeing that face. So I enjoyed doing stuff like that. So that was that was kind of what happened here yesterday, man. I hope everybody didn't melt though from the heat from this past week. Nope. And especially our especially our colleagues that were out there at Falcons Camp,
2: Falcons get- Camp and down in the, at uh, at Atlanta Open. I oh mean, yeah. You're talking about you had nothing but asphalt and concrete around you down there. So uh, but they're still carrying on with the tournament. We're gonna get into that. Is well this week, but but yeah, Falcons camp is happening. Of course, we're your best place for it here at Sports Radio 92.9 The game, follow us on the website, all our social media. We have uh, Falcons camp covered for you. Pat, the pads go on on Monday.
1: Yes, yeah. Hey, listen. Regardless, the news this week was nothing but positive. A, the camp open. B, we hear any you know noise about. Listen, Cincinnati got a lot more to worry about than we do. How about that? You know what I mean. And now you know, he's he's going to be <laughs> back, but still. Uh, when you when the guy who, by the way, is getting ready to get probably the biggest contract or the next biggest contract, Joe Burrow goes down with a calf injury. Yep. Listen, we, we just the opposite of that. Cordell Patterson's talking about. Uh, I'm excuse me. Um. Uh, Kyle Pitts, talking about coming back after the first practice and feeling pretty good. He's yeah. you know getting back to game shape. So that's the good news.
2: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. But there are things uh, that they want would definitely get out of this preseason camp. And Coach Arthur Smith talked about the identity. This team is still trying to establish the identity. Let's hear from Coach Smith right now.
4: The way that we want to play on the lines of scrimmage, but we'll, we'll evolve. You know, we'll evolve to the strength of our personnel. Um, you know, guys, you know, we try to focus a lot on, on daily improvement. I mean, I think it's. Whether you have great expectations or low expectations, you've got to go earn that every, every day and you've got to be able to correct certain things that when you challenge players, if they may make an early mistake and not to repeat it. But as identity, I mean, we want to we continue to build. I mean, we want to be a very physical team up front um, and we want to be evolving. We want to play to the strengths of our personnel and we want to be a smart football team. You know, we, we did a, a, a decent job not, not trying to hurt ourselves Pre snap penalties, those are the things that you can control. Now we gotta get better. You know, we were low in penalties, but we had some critical penalties and we had some touchdowns called back. We had some turnovers in the red zone. Those are things to take the next step. You know, you can look at any advanced statistic and make yourself feel good or bad. In the day we, we gotta we gotta take another step and we gotta continue to put you know, touchdowns on the board. And we gotta continue to get off the field and get into some advantageous password situations. So that's that's those are things that take the next step. But our identity up front, we're gonna be a smart Physical team, and I know every coach kind of says that. And you know, emphasize, it, but we we've, we've tried to emphasize that. and We feel like we've got things to back that up.
1: Love listening to that dude talk, Falcons but, coach Arthur Smith. But you know what? You,
2: you know what, Greg? You, 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 it makes
4: you wonder, though.
2: You know how do you how do you establish that when there's so little? I won't say little contact, but ain't a lot of contact. I mean, these guys haven't. There's been none up to this point because there's none during the spring during the OTAs. There's no pads on. Um, and so they're going to put pads on Monday, but you know, you want to get some of that because you have to get some of that. You're trying to gauge, you know, how much is too much. And you are already seeing some teams losing some guys to to injuries, non-contact injuries, but it's football and you got to do something to get ready. And that's the fine line that these coaching staffs and these teams have to walk the next three, four weeks just to get everybody healthy to the regular season.
1: Yeah. And, but here's the thing. The good news is they know what they're doing. At this point, meaning Arthur Smith, his staff—they didn't just get here last year, so you know the, the the bright shininess of this coaching change, the established coaches that are in place—you got to feel good about they knowing how to get through this particular process that you're describing. So yeah, there's no paths. There's this. It's a little bit different than to keep everybody healthy. I mean, some things you can't no control over, but as he said, the things you can control, they're going to get better at the pre-snap penalties, things like that, yep. uh, wherever the concerns are. So we're going to be talking more Falcons throughout the show, obviously, as we get yeah, this football season, right? Here. Not only just pro football, we going to dip our toe a little bit in college, college. We'll get your thoughts on what's coming out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. They, that guy can't get out of his own way, but a four-game suspension, but yet he can hang out with the team all, all week, right up to kickoff. But, you know, he can't be on the sidelines. Uh, does, does the NCAA have any teeth left?
2: I don't know, man. And then of course, out in Colorado, the coach out there hasn't the, the game yet, and they're moving to another conference. That were well, they moving back to where they should have stayed, and Nebraska should have stayed there too.
1: Now you got to wonder how long, if at all, this those super conferences. There were supposed to be five. Well, two of them already got theirs. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with the ACC if they get a couple more. But you know, it was supposed to be four sixteen team. Super conferences. right? was that was the the initial thought. I don't know how, who wants to join. What's left of the Big Twelve or, uh, or the Pac twelve? Pac twelve. Pac-12. Who wants to be out there for that? But
2: when well, you you figure Arizona and Arizona State are a package deal, you know mm-hmm. wherever one goes, the other's gonna go. And so uh, you know you watch to see what happens with that. But we're well, getting to some preseason uh, predictions as well when we get to, uh, at, uh, at the top of the next hour.
1: And then we got some high school, as you have done, as we, we, we you know the road to Corky Kell. You have provided or put us next to some high school coaches. Every week, we're going to have another one tomorrow, and we got one today, a special one. I didn't know what was going on out there, at Creekside, man, but we're going to find out today. Creekside is
2: tough, man. A lot of talent. They play It's just that side of town, that whole little corner there with Langston Hughes, Westlake, Creekside, Hateville Charter. A lot of talent, but great coaches who are really committed to that area, to the young people of that area, and uh, the great thing. And they got they got to play a game in California. What? I mean, How's that talk- happen? We talked about those. They got to get on a plane.
1: What? <laughs> okay. Are you sure? No, not, not, not a trolley. Which, I mean, gotta, of course, they got to get on a plane. They I'm just get on talking the about play, man. How did that get arranged? Or we'll, can we, we wait we, and find out? We, we
2: will ask Coach Maurice Dixon, who is a graduate of the alma mater. I mean, oh. like I said, we're the cradle of coaches, man. We crank out those high school football coaches out at the University of West Georgia. So, yeah, he's a, he's, he's an alum, uh, but he's done a tremendous job with with, uh, with that program. And, uh, you know, they're one of those teams that have trouble scheduling folks. Some folks mm-hmm. don't, kind of don't want to put – but they're in the Corky Kell kickoff classic again. They're going to be playing up at Rome, and we're going to get into – Getting to talk with him and a conversation with him, so we should talk. Uh, talk, with Coach Maurice Dixon at six forty.
1: I tell you what, Sam, uh, and, and and we also have of course uh, Lanny United going at it tonight. So Jason Longshore was kind enough. He's Boy, we want to
2: we want to talk about that because my goodness, Monday night down in Miami. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Greg, Greg, ouch. <clears throat> Oh my goodness!
1: Atlanta has. this. I was
2: not expecting that.
1: No, but it. What is it about this city? And it it it's, it happens just every once in a while when something really special happens in sports. Somehow, Atlanta teams seem to be connected with it, and this was just the latest. You know, Messi coming to MLS and and he did what he did, um, and he did it to you know an Atlanta team makes takes me back to when everybody got back from baseball after. After 9 11, and the Mets were playing the Braves. I remember when everybody came back from um, was Katrina, and the Falcons were playing the Saints. Uh, I mean, there's just example after example. This is that Atlanta team kind of connected with this monumental game coming back, and what life was like down there. I, you know, did, have you heard from Conti at all and talking about just the experience <laughs> of being down there? I don't know. He didn't get
2: to do boom yakamaka. <laughs> That's true. He did. But he, he may get to do that tonight because he is healthy and he's back in the lineup. We can't wait to talk to Jason Longshore next hour.
1: Yeah. Now, I think we're up against it. And so I tell you what, Let's can I call an audible here? Can we do our story of the week? We'll do it next segment before we get into the Braves and, and give this last little bit once again to our man, Max, who, who prepped, but we have a kind of a condensed show and uh, we told Max we'd find a spot to give us kind of a quick preview of what's going on tonight. In the in the boxing well, world, he's got, he's got he's got the music going, so we into
3: the. Program. Oh, he does. See, yeah, yeah, look. that sounds good. I mean, at the end of the day, this is Sam McRae. So if we want to do a story of the week next segment, that's perfect. Yeah, that's okay. good.
1: Now, buddy, I couldn't hear the music, so I might want to crank that a little bit more for us hard hearing folks. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll come we'll
3: come back to that. All the way.
1: I got I I the my story of the week is sort of a um, thought of you, Sam. I mean, there's other stuff going on, but this one I thought of you specifically. And uh, you'll find out what it is coming up next year. It is Sam and Greg getting started on a Saturday morning. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app.
0: It's a beauty.
1: Sports Radio, 929 game 929 gamecom Might be a little bit early to go outside and hang around unless you're one of them runners or going out fishing at 620, 620 on this Saturday morning. Anyway, hope you guys are having a, a wonderful, by the way, hope you're having a wonderful Saturday so far, just weekend so far, Friday night, whatever you did, you stayed out of trouble. Maybe you went down there and saw the Braves take it to the Brewers. We'll talk about that in a bit. But just thank you for letting us be a part of your Saturday and Sunday mornings. Right, Sam?
2: Absolutely. Glad you're with us.
1: Hang on, I got a cough real quick here. Oh. There you go, there.
3: All right, <laughs> to share right. that
1: with everybody. I don't have a I don't have a dump button where I'm at. All right, so again, coming up. Uh, Next segment, we are going to be talking high school football, as we do. Um, Mr. Crenshaw has got himself – he is connected with everybody, and he has asked, and they have all flocked, because who doesn't want to talk to Sam Crenshaw, Uh, a a litany of coaches that have joined us. I don't know about that. I don't uh, know about that. Oh, you have so far, man. Every show we've done is we've announced the – what was it? The road to to Corky Kell? Is that that what it was? Countdown. Countdown. Excuse me. Countdown Countdown to Corky Countdown to Corky Kell, yeah. All yeah. right, we don't have to pay nobody for that, right? No, I don't think so. Better not, because they've Espec- been using my biscuits and gravy.
2: Not, yeah, especially not that, because we broadcasted the game. Yeah, that's right.
1: That's <laughs> right. And, I mean, nobody nobody stole that phrase there, though. So, anyway, we're going uh, no. to be talking to head coach of Creekside, Maurice Dixon. He'll be joining us coming up in the next segment. But, uh, again, kind of a uh, uh, cons- uh, condensed show today for various reasons. But you got us. You got us on this Saturday morning. And so we've had to pivot with a little things. I will tell you, by the way. And I'll mention it again before we finish. We do have an interview that we were supposed to have last week, and we're going to have it tomorrow. Uh, the technical issues are gone away. Talked to Paul this week, by the way. He said hello to, to you, Sam, and hello to uh, Max. But uh, the technical issues that prevented us from having the president of sag after join us last week, Eric Holmes, he's going to be with us this week. And man, Wait. when I tell you I saw this dude this uh, week, we went up and I brought him up to the station, and. He, Maria Boy- Dr. Maria Boynton met him. I've never seen her get as bubbly because, you know, she dips her toe into the acting thing from time to time, too. Yes, she does. So we will we will talk about that coming up here. But Sam, I think we're going to take a side a little step here and let our producer tell us about what's coming up tonight before we get into the Braves. Is that cool?
3: Why not? Max, Let's good morning, it. sir. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing?
1: We are. We're, 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 we're moving forward. Doing fine. Yeah, we are.
3: Love to hear that. Well, I previewed it a little bit like you alluded to, Greg. So tonight uh, is a really, really big night in combat sports. So if you're able to get home, recline your couch, eat some popcorn, whatever your go-to snack is when you watch sports, definitely recommend you do that. You have Crawford versus Spence tonight. And, Sam, I know you've talked about this a little bit too. This is kind of why boxing is making a comeback because we're finally starting to see some of the best fighters fight the best at the right time. And typically you usually don't get that uh, with boxing as of late for sure but just because you usually there's so many different promoters and people wait till they're out of their prime and everyone's trying to get leverage and then there's contracts. Well these two guys are both in their prime, both fighting when they're supposed to fight. So the boxing community is definitely hyped up for that fight. And then for the UFC, uh, UFC 291, they stacked this fight card where even if you may not know the name, uh, if you're a diehard, you definitely know every name on this card. But if you don't, I can assure you, that every fight on here was put together for a reason. Most of these fights, I can guarantee, will end in a knockout. Like, there's from the first five main cards, like, there's five fights on the main card. Each one of them, I feel very confidently in saying that they're probably going to end in a knockout.
1: i got to ask a question, because I don't know, and I haven't been following what's going on. And as you said, the resurgence of boxing is happening. Why are we getting the fights now that... Traditionally, have not been the case. Who's who's putting these boxes together? What promoter should we know about that I don't know about?
3: That's a great question. I also I think it's money and social media plays a part in that too. Because now fighters can just take matters into their own hands. Okay. And uh, unfortunately, for better or for worse, a lot of people care what your social media presence and images. And so, if you have a guy that's constantly calling you out or saying I'm the best, and he's making videos about it. Uh, it kind of is putting the pressure on you to respond to it and say, no, I'm the best. And so Jake Paul, for example, who's fighting Nate Diaz, by the way, I think is next Saturday, he kind of does a really good job at this because you may not take Jake Paul seriously, but when he's constantly talking trash to you, he's forced people to, heck, he's fighting Nate Diaz. When he first started this whole thing, he was just a YouTuber fighting Nate Robinson. And now he's fighting Nate Diaz, who has one of the biggest fights in UFC history with Conor. So I think when there's a certain amount of social pressure, um, it just – It makes you look bad if you don't step up to the plate. So now we've gotten Javante Davis versus Garcia. We're now getting Spencer versus Crawford. We're getting Tyson Fury fighting Wilder. And I think that's – I don't know, Sam, if you have any other thoughts on that, but I think that I probably would have to credit to social media. I
2: think so, that there are more opportunities for people to hear from those fighters, and they kind of control that narration. They kind of control it themselves. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. Um, You know, back in the past you had to wait until there was a press conference. Or, I mean, think about a guy like Ali. You had to wait until yeah. Saturday to come on Wide World of Sports with Cosell. You know, <laughs> right. you yeah. don't have to do that. You don't have to do that anymore, and hopefully, that's a good thing. To me, that's a good thing if it's going to, you know, pick up the pace and the timing of getting these fights that people really want to see into the ring, so people can see them. I think that's a good thing. All
1: right, you thanks. ain't even got to go back to Ali, man. You can talk about or the one that pops into my mind is when Tyson and Evander Holyfield. Don King made us wait for that. And then, of course, the second one. But that was one of those that just sat there. Evander said, all right, I'm going to step up from light heavyweight to heavyweight. And everybody wanted that fight. You knocked everybody else out. And you really didn't think that was going to be anything. You really. And then Evander's like, I'll show y'all. you know." But the, the, the point is, forever it was Bob Aram and it was, it was Don King that ran that, that, that sport. And it seems as though the sport has taken a page from what musicians have been doing. And putting it out there, and the funny thing is, for me, I can draw a line to when this all started. It was a trickle, but it's when when musicians took control of you know little by little, moving away from record companies and relying on them. That was some contracts in place. But do you do you remember Sam when that was? Because it was to me, there was one blatant line that was, is when this started. Which one was that? That's remember when Sam? Prince had when he performed as the artist formerly known as, and he wrote, wrote, you know, he had Slave written on his cheek, but he didn't want to give it to Warner Brothers no more. I think that was the company, and that began the, you know, and then, you know, Napster and all this other stuff, but the point is these guys found ways moving forward to control their music, what was being said and what was being done about them, their image, all of that stuff, but it, it was a trickle because, you know, record companies had all the power back then, but little by little, and now these guys kind of control pretty much everything. Look, at Taylor Swift is re- re-recording an album she put out a bunch of years ago because she don't want to give the other dude <laughs> the money for it, and that thing will resell and and make I don't know, probably twice as much. I don't know, but they they're empowered. Yeah. So. Yep. Absolutely. Hopefully, it will it will get to a point where, and and I wonder if, well, that's a good news. The bad news is there's nobody in their ear telling them you guys you know it's time to shut it down because what do we say about fighters? They don't know when the exit stage left. There's nothing
2: else that gives them that that type of rush. You come into the ring and and uh, hear the introduction. And it's all you, you yep. know. So uh, anybody in this individual sport that has a level of success, it, it's hard it's, it's hard to give that up.
1: Uh, you know what? I think we should push.
2: And the same is true oh. for a tennis player, like like a Rafael Nadal. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, we don't know what he'll be like when he finally gets back out on the court. But it's hard for him to say, "I'm shutting it down." It was hard for Federer to say it. When you've been in that, you know what I mean, that individual sport, and it's all been on you, and you've been at the very top for a period of time, it's hard to step away.
1: It really is. Problem with that, I mean, you're absolutely right. I agree with you. Problem with those individual sports and boxers, they sort of have, short of an injury boom that just takes them out. Nadal, you know, if he's feeling pretty good, he gets out and starts practicing. He feels like okay, I can play in this tournament, that tournament. Maybe not a major, but I can play here and there. Boxers don't know because you x amount of months, if not years, between your fights, and you know people aren't hitting them the way in practice, the way they're going to hit in the in the in the in the ring. I just feel like it's a little harder to judge when that door is shut, boxers, because you don't you're not out there doing well, it. You got, well, you got to be honest.
2: We got to be honest with yourself too. Yeah, because you know your your punches don't do what they used to do. Yeah. You know, that, that's, 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 that's the other thing that happens with that.
1: All right, man. Well, i tell you what. Uh, I'm even willing to put this on because I'm going to talk about these Braves. Let's, and, talk, and, and let's talk, about talk about it. We'll do the story of the week here in a little bit here. It's worth the wait. <laughs> Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com. Good to see the guys get off tonight. last night and take it to Milwaukee. Didn't like what I saw up there. Uh, definitely didn't like what I saw in, uh, in, in Boston. I don't know how that happened.
2: Well, there's the ugly uniforms, them uniforms in Boston. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. (laughs) These are supposed to be the Red Sox? Really, Red Sox? I know, I
1: know, I know. When the Red Sox
2: come out of yellow and blue, (laughs) you playing UCLA tonight? You know, I mean, so that's. I think that.
1: (laughs) Stop, man. You make me joke. My Where, goodness,
2: John man! At here? Well, yeah, right. Yeah. John Wooden, Bill Walton coming out here tonight. <laughs> my goodness, man!
1: If it works, it worked. But this this past week with the Braves has been it's it's a reminder. It, it was a reminder. In fact, this whole second half so far there's there's been it's made some folks uncomfortable. Not me that much, but it has made some folks uncomfortable. Hey, how come this is going on? Uh, these guys are supposed to wipe through these dudes. That's not supposed to be a problem for us, and. You are being reminded, and Spencer Strider, too. That's another one. You know, how he was buzzed through. He's still striking folks out, but he's getting tagged in a way that he hadn't been. Um, so, I, how, how are you feeling about what you're seeing so far with this Braves team, man? I'm just glad to
2: see the bats going again. And, um, you know, that, that's been out to see. You know, obviously, Austin Riley, throughout all of it, he's been hitting well. But good to see some other bats get going last night. Ozuna with a home run. You know, and so that that was um, that was good to see.
1: Um, and actually, an I should say we won the series up in Milwaukee again. I, I just can't get that Boston taste out of my mouth. So I got swept up there, but before that, Arizona. Yep. Before that, the White Sox of all teams. So the second half has been has been tested. Yeah, and you know what? You could try some things when you're ten games up.
2: Yep. Yep. You can. And this is a this is a team in Milwaukee that we could see again. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of their top, you know, where they stand in their division. So, it, you know, we said early in the year, maybe you still saw some teams say, is this a, a playoff test? Is this is a World Series preview. Now nah, it's too early in the year. Okay, we're on the other side of the halfway point of the schedule now. And here's somebody that we could, you know, have seen them twice in the last couple of weeks. We could see them again in the postseason. So this weekend series is, is kind of a, an important one for the Braves.
1: Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Nine and this weekend, speaking of the Braves, Hank Aaron, weekend.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's so much that's going on uh, this week in in uh, just in and around the city. Um, there, there, some batting cages were dedicated at Clark Atlanta University. Um, what? The Braves did, yeah, batting cages for the softball team over there. That was very nice to see them, them do that. Just a lot of things that the Braves are doing to touch the community. Uh, the Hank Aaron Invitational, 44 high school players, um, that are in to play a game. They'll, they'll play tomorrow, but they had a chance to tour around the city, uh, visit the King Center, place that you visited yesterday yeah. uh, this week, and um, take in some of those things around the city and um, spend some time with Mrs. Aaron. Great to see her. She's at the ballpark last night, Billy Aaron. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so it's great that the, the Braves do that, too, call attention. And ironic that they do it on the weekend when Milwaukee uh, is in town, because like I said, them folks try to still claim Hank Aaron, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sam and Greg Sports Radio 929 the Game 929 the Game Again, uh coming up here in a little bit. We're gonna talk to Maurice Dixon, Creekside High School uh head coaches. count uh, countdown to Corky Kelp. Now, um this past baseball week, um, I gotta tell you something. When we got off the air last week, kind of getting ready for Hall of Fame weekend, and I know everybody else has had a chance to chew on this, but we haven't. And we left the show talking about, I think you and I were talking about watching it. I think we had John Frickey on afterwards who actually said he was there at Fulton County Stadium when, when Fred arrived. Fred told the story. And wasn't it nice seeing, if you haven't seen it, YouTube, it. Marquise Grissom um, doing the video inducting Fred. But to me, the beginning of this, when he they brought him out, was something special and everybody that has seen it said, I've never seen nothing like this before. I mean, there are great players who you waited to hear their speech, you know, and you dare jader, but you name the person, whoever it is for you. But I can't remember. And it was almost like a slap to the Hall of Fame, the, the the writers. Like y'all got this wrong for so long. We're gonna show you how bad you messed up Fred McGriff. Everybody wanted to shake this dude's hand. Yeah. I mean, the love came. And then when he shook everybody behind him and glabbing him, you know, uh, Sherholz and and, and and Chipper and Maddox, Derek Jeter, Ken Griffey Jr., they were, like, right next to him. Then the guys on the other side of the table, it's like, hey, man, come over here. And Fred had to go over. That, was, that gives me just tingles thinking about it again. Because you don't see that kind of love from Hall of Famers. And that, True. to me, was the best part. Yeah. Of that, that. I don't know what it is for you, but that, that to me... That stood out. and That was actually almost my story of the week.
2: Well, they all knew it. They all knew it was overdue.
1: Yeah, this this veterans committee is going to get this thing right, and one way or another, they will they will get this right, Sam. All right, what do we need to know about Creekside? As I hear the music uh, behind me here a little bit, there as we get ready to bring on Coach Dixon.
2: Strong program, a proud alumnus, uh, Eric Berry, of course, is an alumnus of the school, and uh, they're going to kick things off in the Quickie Kill Kickoff Classic for the second straight year, representing Fulton County and you had a chance to see him yesterday. So he's joining us next, Coach Maurice Dixon, Creekside High School. You with Sam and Greg on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game at 92.9 Game.com.
1: Comet sam and greg on the saturday morning 29th day of july we hope you're having a wonderful day so far as we have had the countdown to corky kel we have had the pleasure of talking to high school coach after high school coach learning about their programs mr crenshaw has lined this up and he has done again a stellar job with uh and i can't remember if we've had coach dixon on here before but looking forward to this and i my question is you know what's it you know Getting that pass. Well, I don't want that so much. a Passport, but his frequent flyer miles are kicking up. <laughs> pass- he might agree, passport, right? <laughs> now you got to stay in the country for now, but he going. He's jumping around the country anyway. We want to welcome to the show, Maurice Dixon, head coach of Creekside, uh, joining Sam and Greg here this morning. Morning, Coach. Morning, Coach.
2: Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> well, great to have you on. Uh, glad you had a chance to spend some, spend some time with us, and you are going to kick things off uh, in the Corky Kale Dave Hunter kickoff class. What does it mean, first of all, for the Seminoles to be in this event once again?
5: It's really one of those events that you kind of grew up watching as a high school football fan and as a player that you always wanted to be in. So for Creekside to be in a part of the Corky Kale is a gr- great opportunity for the state to learn about our program.
1: Coach, we have uh, as we've talked to the various coaches. We one of the things that we've asked them: How you feeling about your team so far? Hopefully, everybody's healthy. But how are you feeling about the practices you've seen so far?
5: We've thrown a lot at them over the summer in the off season, and every time they have responded. So I'm excited to see how they respond on Friday nights when the ball get kicked
2: off. Now this is in your heart because this is your school. Talk about the fact that you grew up just in that community and. And it means, it, it means a lot for you to be there uh, as a coach at Creekside. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm a product of the county schools,
5: you know. Um, I went to elementary, middle, and high school in the Creekside cluster. So, for the opportunity to get back and lead that program um, is just a tremendous opportunity. You know, I thank God for it every day that I'm have opportunity to give back and serve
2: the kids. And folks, we're spending time on the Waypoint.com hotline the Coach Maurice Dixon, Creekside High School, a proud alumnus. Of the alma mater, mm-hmm. uh, University of West Georgia, and uh, he's doing a tremendous job there, at Creekside. You come in in your first season, you guys go zero and ten, and now you guys are to the point where you got to go out of town to to, to play people. Nobody around here want to play you anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's that? what's it been like seeing the, seeing <laughs> seeing things grow from that point? Um, you know,
5: I always had confidence in my to the job. You know, I knew I kind of took it in the bad situation. I knew I just had to kind of, you know, be patient and work my plan. Um, but in my in my in my vision of the program, I always thought that it should be a national name, like one of those modern days or De La or St. John Bosco. You know, just given the opportunity, I feel like our kids can compete on any stage.
1: Hmm. Sam and Greg Sports Radio ninety two nine the game ninety two nine the game dot com as you talk about waiting to see what these guys do on Friday nights uh, any uh, any side of the ball any particular players you want to you know throw a little bouquet to and, and and as far as their growth not that they're better than everybody else but some something you may have been surprised with so far that you have seen is getting ready for this upcoming season.
5: Um, one of the things that we had to get better at is on the offensive perimeter. Um, a lot of times in the past where we've been stifled on offense or we struggle is when teams, you know, lock the box to try to stop our run game. Um, we have been very inconsistent winning on the outside. So the development of guys like Shane Kelly, um, Vincent Berry, quarterback and receiver Dylan Vickerson, are very, very instrumental to what well, they're going to be very instrumental to our at the season. And then, of course, you know, our defense is world-renowned. Um, guys like Roger McQuery, Ricky McQuarrie, Makai um, Burrow, Jordan Cardente lead what I feel like is the best defense in the state.
1: Now, you you talked about the players, you talked about the sides of the ball you you work with. I'm going to give you a chance to curl about your coaches now too, uh, and 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 how they are just working with them and 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 the amount of uh, time and effort that they put in and what uh, how you feel about them.
5: Um, I feel like consistency breeds success. Um, I've had a core group of coaches since. My first year there, um, guys like Lee Golden and Anthony Hill. Um, coach Golden does a great job with our culture and our weight room. Coach Hill does a great job with our special teams and our receivers. My um, defensive coordinator, Ransom um, is a great coach. Um, he does a great job of motivating kids to play beyond their level. Um, and my offensive coordinator this year, Trent Francis, is a guy who I've kind of groomed to take over the position. Um, he's a very bright officer of mine, so I'm excited to see what he's going to
2: do. Boy, well, spend his time on the WaitForIt.com hotline. This is one wonderful. Coach Maurice Dixon, Creekside High School. The Seminoles, they will kick off the season on August the 18th, 530, at Rome's Barron Stadium, taking on Kennesaw Mountain. That's about your first opponent. They're a program that has really come on uh, in, in recent years.
5: Um, exactly. Um, you know, as I've seen the success of our program, I've also watched the success of a program like Kenneth Mountain. They're a well coached team. Um, they throw the ball around on offense and they do a lot on defense. So, you know, we're we're are day we're preparing for that game to go out there and, you know, try to be successful against a very good team.
2: After that game you got a game in Jersey and then a game in California and, and modern day is one of those names that we see when we look at, at different rankings, twenty-four-seven, uh, USA Today, uh, how do you get connected with folk like that? And, and, and you know, just talk about that whole thing. And you don't want to get too far ahead because that's your third okay. game in. But it's hard to ignore when you put somebody like that on your schedule, coach. <laughs> um, well, you know, um,
5: last, the last the last couple of years, we've been trying to you know schedule a national schedule and play some teams from different parts of the country. Um, last year we had an opportunity to play Dutch Force in East St. Louis to kind of like dip our toe into it. And this year we kind of just jumped out the porch. Um, you know, the school like St. Peter's is a good program up in the New Jersey area, year in year out. They're kind of a perennial power. Um, and then of course the modern days, um, we actually went through maybe three or four teams that we had kind of locked in with, and from some kind of w- reason that we weren't able to seal the deal with the contract. And then Model they just came up with the opportunity and it was one of those things where, you know, I teach our kids to be fearless. So I would have had a hard time turning the game down, um, uh, because I felt like, you know, they were such a program that we couldn't compete. You know, in Georgia we got like the Bufors and the Carrolltons. Those are very, very elite programs. Um and you know, we do work in the summertime with those those teams that we played Graysons. So I was just excited to see how we measure up.
2: We're going to see, man. That, that's quite an adventure. I'm sure your players are pretty excited. Not everybody gets a, a chance to to see you go to the West Coast. That's the other thing about it. Uh, you're going to go out and have some great competition. But for a lot of your players, it'll be your first time going to that part of yeah, the country.
1: Yeah, on a plane, yeah.
5: Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be a really, really great experience for the um, guys in our program. Just talking with them um, and their parents is just a great opportunity to expose them to a different side of the world. Um, a different group of college coaches, you know, and maybe they find out that you know the West Coast might be a lifestyle they can be accustomed to.
1: How do your team members get along? I mean, we can talk about the x's and O's and all that sort of stuff, but have you got a good group of men, young men um and, and that all seem to get along
5: um to be to be honest with you, this is like the closest team that I've had, you know um you know, just the world we live in where it's promoting individualism of, you know, someone in college scholarships or getting stars. Um, our kids care about each other and their well-being. And together, they've come together to work hard on the goal of, you know, trying to win the 15th game of the year. So, you know, I'm excited to see how they play because they're so close off the field.
2: There he goes, mentioning those 15 games. I don't forget now. Greg, <laughs> we we had him on the, on the scoreboard show, me and Coach Chris Parker, and he talked about, you know, 15 games. That's the goals to play. If you play 15 games, you're in the state championship game. Uh, That's kind of what happens if you're able to do that. Coach, talk a little bit about the region of the area that Creekside is in and the talent on the programs that surround you. Uh, Talking about Southwest, Metro, Atlanta, and uh, how you guys know each other and you kind of motivate and push each other because there's so much talent. And I had a chance to see all the coaches there together yesterday at the Fulton County Media Day. What thoughts about that?
5: Well, you know, South Fulton is really just one really big community. Um, from Palmetto to the college part of Union City, um, we grew up together, you know, playing youth sports. Um, at one point, the community is very transient, so you might go to school with, you know, each other. So the kids are very, are very comfortable and know each other very, very well. Uh, you know, William, I mean, boom, at Meiston and, you know, I went to high school with him, played red ball with him. So, you know, to see him have success, you know, of course, I'm happy for him. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I got to get my Um <laughs> And, you know, programs like Westlake, um, they've always had talent in the area. And I think it just comes from our youth rec programs and, you know, how they do a good job of developing that talent and putting them on big stages to be successful.
2: Yeah, we're talking about them Saturday mornings at Ben Hill and Welcome All and Sandtown and all the places like that, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> sir is where they get it done. Coach Dixon, we appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. What do you want to see from your team between between now and the first first game?
5: Um I just want to see us get better every day. Uh you know, become a very consistent program. Um the character of our team, we're a hard working physical football team. I just want our character to show up on Friday nights. There
1: it is. Yeah. There That's is, it is, man. All right. Well listen, coach again, we can't thank you enough. By the way, travel safely please.
5: Oh, definitely, definitely.
1: <laughs> Travel safely, and we're going to give apologies right now to them folks out at Hartsfield. Be kind to them when the team comes through. You know. <laughs> Let them get through there. All right, Coach, again, uh, I hope everybody stays healthy and uh, just have yourself a wonderful season.
5: Thank you so much, guys. Tribe Pride.
2: All right, all right.
5: There you
1: go. There we yeah, go. I was going to say, what, you know, I, di- I didn't hear the, you know, go Tigers or whatever. You know, No, tribe,
2: tribe Pride, they're the Seminoles, so they always, at the end, is a Tribe Pride.
1: Make sure we get that out there. That's yeah, man yeah, yeah shout up coach Maurice Dixon joining Sam McGregor, here creekside uh, head coach as you said he as he was talking about full, that um that area just yeah. one
2: big it really is you know, it back really and is forth with each other everybody you, you everybody said they just test each other everybody knows everybody and uh and right now they every week they they're watching to see what what did they do this week what did they do this week well we got to match that and they kind of like push kind of push each other you know so it, it, it it's neat to see.
1: You gotta wonder how some of them other teams gonna feel a certain way about these guys getting a chance to go to California, though, going up to well, New Jersey. Though. Well, you know what though,
2: we got and then we well, th- that's that's the thing we talk about, and you you uh, and Chris Parker, we get Chris Parker back on with us one weekend morning, and our scheduling becomes a bit of a problem uh, for some teams, and so uh, it, it creates opportunities uh, to bring play teams from out of state and out of town, and they know about the talent. That we have in in, in, in Georgia. We well, talk no, about I, that, right? I'm not so talking about they, the, they effe-
1: wanna- the I'm sorry, the, not the effect of them being able to go out there. You mm-hmm. know, every team is looking for that little something, that little edge. I'm not saying it's bullet bore material, but it's something. Oh, them, they just got back from California. Okay. And we're going to get hyped up. We're going to show them. We, you know, y'all need to go well, out there. Well, there's
2: a chance to do that. And, they, and that's what I'm that.
1: saying. So there's going to be some yeah. teams that use that as motivation, possibly. Oh, sure. To come at them a certain kind of way.
2: And, I don't uh, doubt you, that. You,
1: you, you look for any little place to grab some fuel. So Grab some fuel. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, so to speak. All right, uh, coming up, 7 o'clock hour. Again, Sam and I got a little condensed show here today. We're trying to jam a lot of things in the the couple hours that we have here. One more uh, in front of us coming up, 7 o'clock hour. Mr. Crenshaw, I'll let you know what's going on locally. We'll talk a little Atlanta Open from this past week. Jason Longshore is going to join us, get ready for Atlanta United later on, and who knows what else we got going on. I, we may end up pushing this story of the week till tomorrow. You think I, you know, let's just see. We got, com- we, we got just a fraction of the comments from out of Falcons camp too. Yeah. We really. got some more from Arthur Smith. We got here from Cordell Patterson and uh, a couple things that I was, I kind of wrote down on the side here, just little nuggets to keep in your back pocket as we talk about these Falcons uh, heading and uh, or going throughout this uh, preseason. Anyway, heading into the seven o'clock hour, it is Sam and Greg on a Saturday morning sports radio, 92, nine, the game, 92, nine, the game.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app.